Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Cycle Vertical podcast. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this is me, Andy Kirkpatrick, and I am out and about. I'm, um, I'm walking down a uh, some lonely Irish road, which is actually the road. If you've ever seen the film The Guard with Brendan Gleeson, it's actually the road where the IRA have hidden their uh, AK-47s and the, uh, that kind of strange kid who's that, who should be in a Kez uh, digs them up. If you've never seen The Guard, highly recommend it. Um, uh, it's not on, I, I tried to show it to my son the other day, but it's not on uh, Netflix or uh, Amazon or any of those kind of things where I live. So you have to have a VPN type thing. That was like a, this could be like an advert for VPN, actually, yeah, get VPN. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm walking down this lonely road, uh, like a, is that like the beginning of a, a song by Jack Black? I'm walking on this lonely road and it is, it's half past 10 and you can hear a, you'll be able to hear a funny noise and that is actually a pram and I'm pushing a pram down this lonely road and in that pram is my son um, not the same son I was recommending <laughs> to watch the guard because he's 19 it would be a bit strange for me to put, be pushing him down the pram pushing him in a pram down the road I like probably quite like it um, no I have a, I have an, a new son I've got so I always joke I've got three kids one of each um, but now I've got three kids, so the, the joke with the three kids, one of each, was a boy, a girl, and a hairdresser, and that's kind of a like 19, so 1970s joke, where um, you can't really say it these days, and, and I think actually they're getting rid of the word boy and girl, so now I've, <laughs> I've got three kids, um, one of each, and his uh, um, hair, a Z, and a whatever. Anyway, so so yes, I'm pushing this uh, child along uh, who is called uh, Noah. I keep calling him Ewan, which is the same name as my other son, uh, which is a bit of a problem. I'm sure I'll, sure I'll get out of it. Anyways, if you call if you call something like a name, like a, you know, if you call like your boy child a name for like 19 years, it's hard to sort of call another one something else. So, 
but I'm sure I'll eventually, by the time he works it out, by the time he understands what, who I am, hopefully I'll start calling him the same, the right name. Um, so if, you, if you're naming your kids, like, you know, like, like growing up, I was really into, um, you know, I was really into kind of war and <laughs> not, not actually being in a war, but I was actually, you know, like most kids, I was interested in tanks and all that kind of stuff. And so in, you know, in NATO, like the Soviet Union, Eastern Bloc, like they had like a coding, uh, co you know, like a way of like naming everything. And, you know, so every tank would begin with a T. <laughs> <laughs> same way like so your american planes would all if it was a if it was a a bomber <laughs> begin with a b <laughs> now there's some you know like some things everything was named after like a tanks like you'd have a centurion you'd have a centaur you'd have a all that kind of stuff so i i, I wanted to adopt that uh you know when i was when i was five i was like oh when i grow up i want to adopt a nato naming sort of system with my own children so so basically how it works with my kids is um it basically has, it has to be four letters with two syllables um with you know because it basically has to be quite easy to spell it although i do have trouble with i do have trouble with my i do have trouble with some of the names so it's ella two syllables four letters ewan and uh, and this one number three is called noah which sounds um like ella ella said it was a bad name to call him and her kind of oh, there's a car coming quite rare um she uh i once we went skiing somewhere no it's not very middle class went skiing and we didn't want someone to steal her skis um because all the skis look the same so we so we wrote um ella k on their ski and then she had like some sort of like skiing lessons or something and the the ski instructor called her Alec all day long so we often call her still call her Alec because it's quite good uh, and then but she was like oh no they'll, if when he's at school they'll call him like Noah 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 okay and I was like I don't really get that but it's always good if you if anybody anybody in there is going to call your kids anything you always want to imagine what it sounds like like being shouted across you know shouted across a schoolyard or like a playground so um uh like i didn't know once when i went to antenatal classes once there was someone who would called one of the children raven and the other one was called labyrinth so so yeah so yeah that's a good anyway she always always do that I think what what other names we had. Um, I don't know why we've come for, gone for like a bit of a biblical biblical name. Not really. No, maybe living by the sea or something. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's that's why I've not been doing any podcasts for a while because I'm like I'm like a 49 year old man who's had a fucking baby. Like, not meant you're not meant to have babies at my age. So. Um, so life, yeah, life sometimes it's a bit like snakes and ladders. Um, you know, you just you just get your kids like twenty two, nineteen. They just fucking got rid of them, and then another one turns up. It's like back down you go. Like one minute you can finally do whatever you want. You can go wherever you want, do whatever you want. You know, the well's your oyster again. You know, just before you drop down dead of some 
brain aneurysm or COVID or something. And then you have another bloody baby. Like I'm, I was hoping it wasn't mine. And, uh, but I haven't really got the heart to, you know, heart to get a DNA test. A friend of mine, he once got a DNA test and it was his, so I thought, oh, it's not good. I'll bring, I'm gonna bring him up. I'm gonna bring him up as my own though, whatever. Where I, he, is, he is black, but, but then I thought that's really cool because then I look like a really, you know, it's, it's like, I'm gonna put loads of, <laughs> having on, I'm gonna have him on my Instagram account all the time. Just, uh, I'm gonna dress him as a climber because all the, all the climbers on Instagram suddenly have lots of, um, suddenly discovered lots of, sort of black sort of climbing friends. So I thought I'll, I'll do one better. I'll, you know, I'll have like a black child to my child, you know, I'd, I'd, bring, I'd bring him up as my own, but if he wasn't, he would still, he would still be mine. So, um, no, he's not black. He's a, uh, he's a, uh, um, kind of whitey color. Um, he's been, he's been, oh God, what noise? Is that a helicopter? Um, so yeah, so, so how old is he? Eight weeks. And, uh, he belongs to my wife, basically. Um, but she, she had him, so, uh, so yes, I do. So I do apologise, um, but not. I'm just going past the someone building a house or something. Looks like some sort of Polish builders. They've all got balaclavas on. Look like kind of Russian special forces. So yeah. So basically, uh, every day I've been to survive, to survive the the crushing, the crushing trauma of of being a father again. I said I'm a father, but you know, but this this is you know, you have some responsibilities again. So the, it's uh, we're going for like um, very long walks. So I leave the house at like nine in the morning, and I do like about 12, 12 kilometers pushing this pram, and like every every day, and then I probably do another another eight kilometers before he goes to bed, and then in the afternoon. Me and uh, Vanessa go for a walk as well, which is about another 10 kilometers. So I'm fucking bloody walking. I've got more exercise than I've had in my whole life. So, although I did, I did notice for Christmas, I got one of these Garmin watch type things. Um, I did have I did have one before, but I never, well, I've had a few, but I've always lost them all for some reason. Um, but I, uh, I actually attached it to my computer. So I've only ever, generally in the past, I've always like been given one, but so I've never really bothered working out how it worked. But I uh, actually plugged it in to my computer and all this data was coming up. So apparently I've got a, a resting heart rate of uh, 43. I've always had a very, I've always had a really very low um, heart rate. Like whenever I go to the doctors, they can, they can never find my pulse, um, which I think is kind of funny, but they always seem to look, feel quite alarmed by it. But I'm sure that's, sure that's fine. Um, what's the worst that can happen? And uh, uh, so, every, so I stuck up on Instagram. My uh, I wasn't bragging. I would just say, and this is kind of interesting. It's like you know, like <laughs> you know, if you've like once put in your uh, your email address into some sort of porno website, you know, like ten years ago, and then suddenly someone starts trying to get money out of you, saying I'm going to expose the fact you put put your you know email address into fiddling children dot com um yeah. i think it's quite good to actually share that email on instagram or something for lots of other people who are in the same position think like they're it's not such a big deal so so anyway so i, sh I shared it so a few people were like um 
like, oh, oh, maybe you're overtraining. Like, you know, Steve House said about, you know, if you overtrain, you might, like, you know, have this, like, problem with your heart. So, you know, it's probably the only time in my life anyone would ever think I'd been overtraining. But it's nice, it's nice to, you know, it's nice to sort of maintain that kind of illusion when really I'm just pushing a pram, pushing a pram around the, the, back, the back roads of, of County Galway. So I feel a little bit like, have you ever seen that film Shogun Assassin? Where the, where I think the, the main character, it's a film they're watching Kill Bill. When, it, when she get on the so Kill Bill 2, she goes, finally finds Bill. And she puts her daughter to bed and they watch Shogun Assassin, which is, a, which, is a, which is pretty cool if you've seen Shogun Assassin. So I think Shogun Assassin, the, the main character, the samurai, samurai warrior, who's like the king's executioner, king's beheader. And for some reason, for some reason, uh, he falls out with the king or moves a new king. So the king sends these assassins to kill him. And he ends up, uh, they end up killing his wife. And uh, the, he like, he kills them all. So then he vows vengeance against the, the, the emperor. And he, um, he's got like a little son and he has to decide whether he should like kill his son. And so he's like free to seek vengeance or whether he should bring his son with him. So he puts his son on the floor and he puts a ball in front of him and a knife. And if he takes the, so the kid like this little baby like reaches out for the ball and as he does like his hand, samurai's hand like goes to his sword ready to chop him in half and then he suddenly wavers and he puts his hand on the knife so he takes him with him and uh, the film is basically going through the Japanese countryside with this bamboo pram with all these knives, <laughs> knives and things that come out and chop people's legs off and stuff. So it's a really good film, actually. Some really in the days there were the days of uh, VHS videos and beta videos where there was a real, um, you know, those the, the, those kind of films were were uh, the car. Those kind of films were really um, what's the word? I don't know, but there were just there's something really special about them because they were they were kind of a little bit. For, forbidden or you know you have no when you have no no, no internet or anything um you know you would see like maybe maybe you'd know about some of these films through reading some sort of you know a filmy magazine or something or see reading it in a book but uh you know kids would talk about seeing life of brian or something and it, so it had like a real m magic to it it's probably like probably like uh sex before you like having sex with someone in the days before you had like pornography everywhere and sexualized music and sexualized everything you know it was it was much more <laughs> it was much more exciting in a way it was uh um so what was my point i was pushing about the pram yeah so, I'm, so i've been pushing this pram around and I, I had decided to do some some extra training so i was carrying a uh uh, a rucksack with about 20 litres of water in it which I think is 20 kilos um, so I've been I was walking around with that like every day 
and after about two weeks of it I decided I was going to wear, wear my body out my my hips were going to wear out so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in not fucking yourself up so you know it's very it's very easy I think I, I do have a bit of a tendency to overdo things so I think it's quite good to to uh, you know not to you know if you, when, whenever you do anything if you do anything like weight training or whatever I always like go go take it too far and get injured or something so because um, you can I think it's because you can see the benefits you know as soon as you start carrying 20 kilos around every day you know within like a week you'll start really feeling a lot stronger you won't feel, you won't feel very heavy and your body will adapt to it and then you're like oh maybe I should get like two two uh jerry cans I'll have like 40 kilos and then before you know it like you're you're uh you've got arthritis <laughs> in your hips so I'm a good I'm a I'm a firm believer in not not training. Like most most people you meet who you'd class as like professional athletes, they're basically fucked. You know, they're physically fucked. Their body's just wrecked. So it's same with like mountain guides and people like that. So it's you know, you've only got you've only got one body. So you want to make it last a while. So so yeah. So so Noah, and then we call him Ewan. Noah is uh, I'm just going to be one of these boring ones where it's like oh Christ this guy going on about his kids oh God um, but it won't be like that but I'm just trying to explain what that noise is that sort of rickety noise um, oh God there's someone coming it's very rare to see someone out at this time in the morning I hope he's not in the IRA he's coming towards me yeah you know, everyone's like it's a bit you know with the whole the old unpleasantness that's going on at the moment. If you, sometimes it feels like you're like a, a dissident or some kind of heretic. Like I'm just reading, um, rereading Wolf Hall, Wolf Hurl. I can't because it's come from Hull. It doesn't sound. You don't know what I'm talking about. It's like W O L F H A double H A L L. Hi there. Um, yeah, Wolf Hall, Wolf Hall, uh, which is a fantastic book. One of the, got to be one of the best, the best books I've ever read. So it's an amazing book, amazing art, amazing the skill of uh, in writing, the way it's written and stuff. But you know, it's funny when you read about the, was it the the um, like the Protestants and things being persecuted, and you know the people who had the translation of the bible and all that kind of stuff how uh you know they'd be bent at the stake and thrown in prison and they have to do everything in secret it's a little bit like that with the covid is you have to kind of like meet someone you have to sort of somehow you know check it's like probably like being gay probably in the olden days well in the olden days like in the in the you know in the 60s and stuff like oh before that as well i guess you know, you had to ha- work out if someone was gay. Like, I think there was, I remember reading something, you had to, like, have, like, a red handkerchief in your, <laughs> your back pocket or something if you wanted to have sex in a toilet. So so maybe maybe we need something like that. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm one of them. I'm, I'm a heretic. I'm just saying that sometimes when you meet someone, you know, you can sort of tell, you can tell who is a devout believer because they'll, you know, you'll be walking along down this Maloney Road, you know, and they'll like 
cover their faces with some, you know, a Bible or some cloth or something, some holy cloth, and walk past you and what's a hello. Um, so yeah, so, <laughs> so it's quite rare, rare to see people out. Most people are, like hidden away. I think I think we're gonna. I think what they should do actually, they should, the government should start issuing shovels to everybody, and you should like dig a basically dig a you know human sized hole in uh, in your in your garden and kind of bury yourself i think uh, but you should always bury your children first you know bury them so so yes it was, it was interesting to see somebody who was carrying a who's carrying a rucksack you often see the same i don't know if anybody listening to this does a lot of like walking around every day the same sort of places but you become really you just recognize people you know you see people all the time like you sort of know them but you don't know them. they're just people you walk past all the time and you can tell people by the way they walk um there's one guy i just see all over the place just walking and like you know like miles and miles and miles apart and he must just walk all the time just just never stop walking there used to be a used to be a woman in Sheffield called the running woman and I think she obviously had some sort of mental issue and she was just literally she lived on our road she used to just run everywhere like all the time and then literally she just wore out her body and then she was like hobbling around with like sticks because I think she's probably just worn out all her you know her ligaments and her connectors connectors and all that kind of stuff and then and she had a dog as well she had a dog as well so she was you know she had this dog running around i think she just like killed i think the dog just died we've just been just you know it was like the the happiest dog in the world until it realized that like every day it was walkie day a runny day so uh, i don't know what happened to her it's uh so anyway she was fit she's very she's very fit um you want to go out with someone like that though because they'd be like fucking crazy wouldn't they um so what's my point about running about people out yeah so it's it's kind of weird like seeing seeing people it'll it'll probably be a little bit like you know if you're like into if you're into swinging or something some people know what that is i didn't know what pegging was until uh, someone made a joke about it to look look that up don't look up felching though for god's sake but um you know if you're into swinging which is like going to like some dingy sort of pub some dingy club somewhere in in leeds and like there's lots of people and have sex with each other um they're always the wrong kind of people i always find um uh atomized that's another good book that's a really good book um my son has only just started reading books he just read his first book in his hot they're not not this one he's too small but my other son he just read his first his first ever book like you know without being being at school and it was interesting so i said to him look you're 19 you need to start reading books you know you read like you spend your whole time reading stuff off the phone off your phone you need to start reading books he was like yeah i know i need to you know all that kind of stuff so so i said like if you're going to read a book start with that the alchemist um because dead small it's kind of it's, it's very you know it's written it's like a kid's book basically and it's always a classic it's always a classic book that people who don't read read along with psychovertical so um 
So he, he read it. That was cool. But it was interesting because then the same, the same week he was reading that, I was listening to Tim Ferriss and he was interviewing the man who set up Shopify and he was like, oh, I've just read my first ever um, fiction book and it was The Sorcerer. So, so alchemist, so, in, so interesting. Um, actually, I give my, I give, whenever my postman comes around, uh, it's not my postman, but whenever the postman comes around, a uh, post person or post, can you say person? Anyway, post operator, um, letter delivering agent, manager. Um, he, I, I always used to have my pajamas, not pajamas under, I mean pajamas. He always, I was always naked. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'd always have my, have my uh, dressing gown on. I don't know why. What's the point in getting ready these days? So I just have my dressing gown on. They always felt like a really lazy bastard. Like sometimes I might have just been out for like 12, 12 miles pushing him along. But um, so I felt a bit guilty. I always feel a bit guilty, like you know, the, like the idle rich, you know, sitting there. So I decided to give him a copy of my book, Psychovertical, uh, mainly because I didn't. I don't, I don't like people thinking you, that you're just, uh, you know, on the dole or something. Nothing wrong if you are. Um, so I, I, give him, I give him like his Christmas card and some money and stuff because it must be shit. You're the only person who's having to work uh, this year. Um, so I give him, give him some money, give him, give him a Christmas card and give him, uh, give him a copy of my book. <laughs> it's kind of it. It's a bit weird, really. It's like almost like giving everyone Christmas for Christmas. Give him a copy of like Down or something. Like, there you go. Um, what's this shit? Uh, anyway, it was it was it was funny because then he because then he sort of sent me a message. You might be listening to this, but he sent me a message on on uh, Facebook or something. And it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird when you know someone from one of the lower the lower orders, you know, <laughs> communicates with you. I was like, oh god, this is not really. I don't think this is really appropriate. <laughs> My postman is you know communicating with me with you know not, it's a bit, a bit strange what's, what's next i'll have like the bin man you know bin man trying to you know follow me on instagram or something so but anyway but it's kind of it's, it's funny when someone knows you in some some way of just being this person who, who was always in his dressing gown and then the other day he came round and he was saying like oh i can't believe can't, <laughs> i just thought you're a big fat fucking wasting fuck bag but god look oh god so like oh you must be one of the best climbers in the world i was like no i don't think that was ever that was ever really and it what i was um so yeah that was uh that was kind of funny but he was he said he doesn't really he said um his wife was commenting how he'd, he'd never seen him reading a book or something so that's that's good so like psychovertical is basically a book written by someone who can't write for people who don't read so it's a it's very good i highly recommend it to any of your anyone you know who's not really into reading books and stuff it's a bit like bravo to zero um yeah what's that? I don't know. yeah vanessa's reading she's uh vanessa's also pushing this pushing this child around quite a lot um it's funny like some some babies like is how old is it eight months eight weeks old like some eight week old babies have not even been at a house yet and this one like from literally the second day he was born he was out going around and getting lots of fresh air 
they're not supposed to do, you're not supposed to take, put, I've got one of these running buggy type things, something like, one of these yummy mummies. Um, you're not supposed to take them outside. Uh, they're not supposed to be able to, you know, like hold their head up properly. You're not supposed to take them in these kind of buggies. But I said, like, you can't treat them like a baby all his life. Like, you got to, you know, never get a strong neck unless you get him out there. So, he's got a very, very strong neck. So. Uh, <laughs> when it's not, like, 45 degrees. So, yeah, so Vanessa's been pushing him around. And so I'm trying to get... I'm trying to get some work done, which is kind of not not very easy, really. Um, and so she's been like, she's been going off listening to an audio book. So she's been listening to um, your man who, your American man who climbed uh, all the 8,000 meter peaks. What's his name? Kind of not, I've really, I don't know if he's having a baby. I've had my, my capacity to remember anybody's names. It's not David Breacher's, it's that other fella so but she said it was funny reading his book she said it was very said it was like oh she said it was like very self-licking ice cream-esque but i don't think that's the right term but it was um you know lots of it is like i did this and i did this and i saved this person and uh <laughs> it's quite easy to do that with them um, if you write books about eight thousand meter peaks because everyone's dead so you can write whatever you want so no one's gonna sue you or you know so it wasn't ever like that so, actually, I was speaking of which, there was a Twid Turner um, who was like a phenomenal, phenomenal climber. And he uh, he showed a picture, and it was from this big wall symposium, which took place like sometime in the 90s. And I was like, invited to give a talk for some reason. I can't remember why. Maybe I'd, maybe I'd soloed Aurora or something. Maybe I'd just started getting into that kind of thing. So I, So I was invited to give a talk and there was John Middendorf, Andy Perkins, um, Jerry Gore, Steph Davis, Alex Hoover, um, uh, Kevin Thor, like some really amazing speakers and climbers and stuff and it was like a, like a Saturday Sunday kind of deal and it was really really fantastic like these days you can't do a symposium if it's only you can only really do symposiums if it was like women only or, you know, boss-eyed people only or something. So they were really cool, those kind of things. Um, what was interesting is when you look at the the photograph of all the people at the end, Paul Pritchard was there as well. Uh, everyone's still alive, which is really, which is really kind of interesting. Because I think if you took a photograph of like, you know, alpine climbing, Himalayan climbing kind of thing, you know, 20, 25 years later, they'll probably all be, all be dead. So there's something to be said for that kind of thing, that kind of big wall, big wall climbing. Like Steve House, I think it once called like big wall climbing, guaranteed outcome climbing. And I think I said at the time that anything's guaranteed if you, if you put that much effort in and you know, with alpine climbing, you've only got, you generally have one one go, and if the weather's bad or you can't do it, then you have to come back down where you can actually, kind of big wall climbing, you can hang out and try something for a long time. You can be up there for, you know, people have been on a big wall for like a month or something. So it's guaranteed, maybe alpine climbing, sort of hard, 
Himalayan alpine climbing, the only thing you're guaranteed is probably to, to eventually get killed kind of doing it. Uh, So I think I was going to, I was going to, I was kind of been not, not wanting to sort of share the fact I've got like a, another child, um, I don't know why, maybe, maybe I don't want to, I don't want to, like in the, maybe you think in the past maybe people kind of use their, their children like Cardassian uses a little yappy dog or something. Um, and uh, so yeah, for some reason I didn't want to really share the fact that that was that there was another another Kirkpatrick in the world. Maybe that was a bad thing. Um, uh, don't know why? Um, like I don't know. There's all these people these days who are, you know, you're like you're ten and you're having vasectomy because you don't want to destroy the planet. But kids, yeah, babies are funny things. Like they're for all the for all the negatives. Um, it's like saying like a like like saying like a problem with the bar of gold. It's really heavy. You know, like uh, there are some downsides of having a child. Like having to, having to boot it around at like two hours a day in the morning. Um, there's lots of uh, so many good things. A few, a few, a few of my friends, like, seem to have like made made friends who are at that point in their life where they're generally like their wives or girlfriends want to have a baby. Um, so people kind of they have these kind of revolutionary ideas about themselves, but then they suddenly get to a certain age when they just become completely conventional. So this conventional light, you know the. The woman is like uh, the Z. Uh, you know, I can. I really want to have a baby. I want to have a baby more than I love you. So, so better have a baby. And um, so, yeah, I've had a few co- few conversations with people about, um, you know, that yeah, like having a baby is like the end of your life. But it's kind of the big. It's the beginning of a new one, and you just have to go with it. Basically, it's like quicksand. Or maybe it's not. You don't struggle. Don't struggle. You make it worse. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been sort of interesting. Like, it's been interesting seeing people really resist having kids and kind of ruining maybe the beginning of the the early years of their of their kids. The men basically wanting, you know, like not really wanting it and all that kind of stuff, and suddenly. Like suddenly something happens and they're really into it then they kind of have all that guilt about being knobheads all that time let's make some funny noises one second i've actually got my recorder attached to the, the pram so stops them getting away from me Are they in there god that'd be terrible if i if she wasn't there Yes, it's alive. That's good. Um, so I'm now in the. I'm out now down in kind of suburbia land. You can see the the Aran Islands. 
out in the out in the goal way there. That's quite nice. The light the light here is amazing. I think it's because it's fucking raining all the time. It's a bit like Norway, like the light in Norway. Oh Patagonia, place like that place where it's really wet, basically. The light is always so fantastic. I think it's it's also the light is the light's always amazing where in the winter time because the sun is always very low that's why it's that's why it's got it's kind of harder to take good photographs in the desert and stuff like in the daytime because the snow seems quite high yes if you want to take good photographs go places in the in the winter time so what was what was the aim of this i was i've already been talking for quite a while um I've been walking around with like this, I've been wearing lots of reflective clothing all of a sudden. Because uh, it's kind of, you've got, a, there's no street lights, so in the, in the night time it's, you feel like you're, you know, you want to be seen. So I'm, I'm having a new appraisal for, for safety clothing. I bought some jacket, because I'm, I'm, I'm planning on writing a book, my next book, uh, on clothing, like extreme clothing how to dress how to kind of for like kind of climbing alpinism mountaineering kind of sort of audience um but any anyone basically who does anything where it's cold or you know where it's kind of extreme so super hot super cold God, it's very icy here um so i've been trying out loads of weird like today i'm walking along i've got like a cotton cotton um I've got my like my Brynja kind of mesh underwear on the top and then over the top of that I've got a like cotton uh what are they called? Sweat top. It's like <laughs> I was thinking about like Norwegian Norwegian army shirt is like a really classic piece of kind of military clothing. I don't think I don't think people wear them anymore. But they were kind of a loop like a pile kind of loop stitch kind of cotton top that loads of soldiers used to really really like um so it's like the idea that the cotton kind of sucks the moisture up so the best example of that would be the classic you know you wear like a lifer lifer base layer which is made of polypropylene and then over the top of it you wear like a cotton t-shirt and how it how it works is the cotton because cotton is kind of quite a tight weave generally so the cotton acts as a sort of semi-permeable windproof layer because without it the wind would just take all the heat straight out of your your lifer because because lifer is a little bit like mesh really it's like a you know like a smaller mesh because um Brinia is polypropylene as well. So polypropylene can't absorb any moisture. Like any moisture on it would just, would literally be on it. It wouldn't be like absorbed by the fibres. You know, if you make, if you think of that, you know that blue t um, polypropylene rope. You're often getting like hardware stores. It's like that. Like you can't, it won't absorb any water. That's why people use it. It comes a bin man, bin person. The refuge, refuse operating removal officer um yeah so so like in in the arctic when people are 
pulling sleds and stuff, uh, like going over like ice leads and swimming over water and stuff. They use like polypropylene rope because it won't freeze. You can't absorb any water, and it won't, it won't sink either. So polypropylene um, life for underwear is the same, unless I've changed it. But that's that's how it used to work. But it's but it has I guess it has like a kind of a limited capacity to actually to hold that much warmth really. Uh, like wool is wool is like is better like holding the heat. So um so the, yeah so the cotton goes up the top and the cotton acts as like a is like a windproof windproof layer but it's not totally windproof because you want some you want some kind of air permeability because you want the you want the moisture you know you want some of the heat to be dumped and you want some of the moisture to be taken out by by some flu through through flow of air but not to the not to the point where you're getting cold but also the the uh the cotton absorbs the sweat as well so the, the cotton is like pulling the sweat out from the the lifer and then because the, your body because your skin is warm you generate you generate like a a dry warmth and that dry warmth ideally is going to be drying out your t-shirt so it's like a, a bit like a, if you ever look at a, how a, a reactor nuclear reactor works on a submarine <laughs> you have this like closed system where the you have the reactor on one side and the water is going around on the outside the water and the nuclear water and the heat source never touch each other so you bring in cold water and, it, and it's heated by the reactor and then it passes back out the submarine once it's gone through turbines and everything else <laughs> it's a bit like that so it looks it looks like a guy wearing a a life a smelly horrible life a top and a t-shirt he's like running club t-shirt which is actually more actually more sophisticated than you think hello whether anybody knows it's sophisticated is a is another matter so i'm getting down near the back near the main road now so i've been on the i've been going for two hours two hours God, i've been listening to lots of podcasts on my walks that's been kind of that's been kind of good like trying to make the i was i guess carrying the weight was i was pushing him i was like carrying some weight i was listening to podcasts so it was like a good use of my time it wasn't like wasted time basically um but now i've got rid of the now I've got rid of the the rucksack i've decided maybe the podcasting is a is another good use of my time but i can't listen to podcasts can't do much. I can't listen to podcasts and do podcasts at the same time. That's the only that's the only downside. There's a bit. There's a bit of a busier road. This. Hopefully, it's not too busy. Everyone's. They've got like gone into lockdown ten or it is here. So everyone's. Everyone's sheltering in place. Uh, <laughs> sheltering place. Never sheltering place. Um. So I was, yeah, I was gonna, I was, I was actually gonna talk about Doug Scott, but I've been talking for a long time now. I've not got around to it yet. Um, oh yeah, I, was, I finished, but yeah. So this book. So I've been, uh, I'm, I'm slowly building up 
for this book. And uh, it's going to be called Buy a Thread. And the idea is to get it finished by, to get it into the Banff uh, Book Festival. Although a few people have pointed out that I'll never win, I'll never win Banff again because I'm too, uh, I'm too controversial. I'm too, uh, I don't know if that's true. But I was like reading, I was reading, um, I was actually re, I'm, I'm rereading, not rereading, but I've got a copy of Down next to the toilet. <laughs> the first edition of it so it has lots of it's always being updated all the time so I notice little things I need to change but um god it's a really I think it's an amazing book actually even though I wrote it it's a really it's a really amazing piece of work I think it should have won really but never mind um I think some people some people don't realize that a book like that that I drew all the pictures and you know laid it out and it's self-published they just think maybe just think some other you know, you had like an, an art, you know, maybe people don't, don't realise what what goes into it. So, but anyway, so the, so partly, so partly the reason for doing another book is because I'd like to submit it into, to Banff again. Because at least, if I don't win, it's, it's like the second, you know, it'd be shortlisted. So I've had quite a lot of books shortlisted. And, um, So yes, I've been wearing lots of weird clothing on these walks and it's very it's cold here at the moment but it's been very wet so it's good it's a good place to try things out. Try all things out. Um but I've been wearing some weird Czechos- Czechoslovakian civil defense civil defence jacket which is made out of cotton. I've been wearing that sometimes because it's very it's got loads of reflective things all over it. So people must think people, uh, there's lots of like lots of Eastern Europeans live in Ireland, so they must be thinking there's like a nuclear war going on. And I also I also have a I also have a police a German police coat, which is uh, it's like a three layer one like a classic old fashioned car coat it's got like a layer of got layer of um i think it's got like a polyester outer then it's got like a gore-tex inner layer and then it's got like a fleece a fleece layer so it's very heavy it's like the stuff that you your dad would wear but it's got like pleats pleats there like written on the back and it's got those reflective things it's got a pocket where you can reach through into your get pull out your gun with your with your coat on it's got a really crap hood, that's the only problem. But it was only, it was like 25 euros, so it's quite, I've been wearing that, I've been wearing that because it's like a good coat just to throw on if you go into the beach rather than wearing some fancy Gore-Tex jacket or something. So anyway, so I've been wearing all sorts of weird, weird clothing, um, trying to trying to be consciously thinking about why some things work well, why some things don't, why some things work well in combination with other things so so yeah, I think the book could be the book could be interesting and like a lot of these like a lot of things I've been doing lots of things on Instagram about clothing this kind of like setting setting out your stall for some kind of project I'll probably do it I'll probably do it by a Kickstarter 
Right, I think maybe maybe it's going to get too noisy to do this now. Maybe I'll go up this little side road, see what's up here. I'm discovering all the out, all the hidden little places around here. Who's this? Walks with Andy. It's like one of those programs, BBC programs, where you get some that woman Julia Bradbury is it, where she goes walking around. I really don't like those programs. I don't know why. There's something about them. They're kind of a bit too like BBC for me. I've had my breakfast yet. I need to get on with my breakfast. I think this is a dead end. But it's a bit quieter. Yeah, so maybe I should maybe I should wrap it up here. Listen to some more some more podcasts. What podcasts have I been listening to? I've been listening to uh, the Dark Horse podcast, which is Eric Weinstein and Heather Hine, which, which I really like. Listening to uh, Lex Friedman, that kind of Russian guy, quite like him. Uh, I was listening to a bit of hardcore history. For some reason, I can't, I can't I keep trying. I know everyone loves hardcore history. I kind of struggle with it for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe you, yeah, I don't know why. It's kind of, I kind of like it, but I just find myself like drifting off a bit too much. Maybe I've got really, maybe terrible attention span. I tried to get, I, I showed my kids that film, um, As Good As It Gets, with Jack Nicholson over Christmas, and I only allowed them to watch it if they put their phones away. I think they are telling them that their attention span is fucking terrible and finally managed to manhandle the phones off them and uh, Ewan, Ewan really enjoyed it, he said it was like a fan, fantastic film, which it is a, yeah, it's a fantastic film, uh, but <laughs> Ella said it was a bit too long, which kind of proves my point, so um, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I'm trying to get Ewan to come over here and live in Ireland for a bit to try and civilise him. I'm going to try and get him to do some, get him to help me with my, with my books and stuff. Because he's, you know, he's kind of 19, like what are you going to do at the moment? There's no, there's no jobs anywhere. Um, I want to get, I want to get him, to get him, you know, maybe he's reading Wolf Hall. I feel like Oliver Cromwell, I need to, need to bring him into the business. Um, it made, me, it made me feel made me feel more confident that he could a read the alchemist and b he could watch as good as it gets without using his phone so you know little little victories that's all you need um so yeah so maybe so yeah so um i'm sure people will send me some podcasting recommendations i listen to i just me listen to starting strength podcasts i like i like him i basically like people who are I think I kind of like people who are, who are kind of trouble a little bit, who are heretic, heretics and the kind of people that, that um, Henry, not Henry Moore, because that's a sculpture, um, Sir Thomas Moore would, would burn at the stake. They're the kind of people I quite list, like quite listening to uh, in podcasts and in, and in general. I think, they're, I think those kind of people are, are always, always more interesting, aren't they, I think. 
I think often also the people, the people who get angry with people like that, who don't like those kind of people, are always, it's because they kind of recognise something in themselves, you know what I mean? You know, when someone's really into like, you, re you realise that someone's like into really cool music and you just think they're just a knobhead, you know, they're just like, you know, musos or whatever. It's because you, you really, you're recognising yourself that you'd like to be into, you know, no cool, cool music or and stuff. So yeah, so that's, that's kind of podcasts. But you, you, you get through a hell of a lot of podcasts if, you, if you're doing like three, three and a half hours a day walking around pushing a pram. But maybe it's like a, you know, we, we do live in amazing times Then we can, we can, there's so much information, so much information just at our fingertips. We can just educate ourselves, you know, to like such a high degree. I was listening, um, I really like the, the uh, what's it called? Um, the Wright Show, uh, W-R-I-G-H Show, um, Blogging Heads TV, and he was interviewing somebody who was like a long-term sort of journalist person. He was saying that in the past, if you worked for like New York Times or something, you'd only have to produce like two, maybe one or two pieces of work a week, where now you'd have to produce maybe, you know, definitely one or two pieces of work every day, and maybe like one or two pieces of work every few hours. But he said that in those days, if you want to write something, you'd literally, all the information you had would be on your bookshelf or in your head or you'd have to physically go to somewhere and talk to someone or go to the library or you know, it would take you a long time to produce any piece of work where now you just you just google it it's uh you know you just forget you just forget how easy how much easier it is really but also harder so anyway so i shall well i'll leave it here and i'll uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and now now we're as long as this is recording I'll, I'll do this again but I need to do I want to do a podcast about Doug Scott like I've not, you know, I knew I knew just Doug Scott quite well we had a, a few fun times together and uh, I want to do a podcast about about um, mistakes as well that would be quite an interesting topic so so yeah so um, I hope you uh, hope you're all okay and uh oh the red scare that's one of my favorite podcasts the red scare those two women in new york um yeah hope you're all hope you're all okay and hopefully next time i i talk to you again i'll have had a little bit more sleep okay goodbye Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.